Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast for another special episode with our guest, Carrie Ann Powell. Carrie Ann and I had an opportunity to sit down and talk about chaos. I don't know about you, but business sometimes has some chaos to it. But here's the thing. Carrie Ann shares with us that running a small business can feel like trying to manage a chaotic tornado, but it doesn't have to be. She helps business owners like you, like me, run their companies smoothly so that they can thrive in business and in life. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty darn appealing to me. And Carrie Ann has such a down-to-earth way of sharing her ideas and helping you as a business owner, to embrace that mindset and to start shifting your processes, your thought patterns, so that that chaotic tornado doesn't stick around. Carrie Ann is a fantastic human being, resource, wealth of knowledge, and I am so excited for you to listen to this interview with her Now, before we get started, I do want to ask you to grab a pen and paper because she has a few activities that will help you to gain some clarity and start to banish the chaos in your business. And I know you're going to want to jot them down so that you can spend more time after this episode is over really digging in. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm Dr. Moore, a college psych professor, homeschooling mom, and entrepreneur, and I've spent the past 10 years learning how to balance everything. Here on the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast, I'll share the ins and outs of maintaining a growth mindset and saying hello to grit, that thing that will get you to your long-term vision despite challenges and busy schedules. After all, you got into business to do more good in the world, right? So let's get started. Hey there, Carrie Ann. I am so glad that you are joining me here on our podcast today. Moira, thank you for inviting me to come on. I am so excited. I absolutely knew that I had to ask you to be on the podcast when I saw that you help entrepreneurs and small business owners deal with the chaos of building a business. I don't know about you, but man, I've been in the middle of chaos building a business and it is not a place you want to stay. No, we do not want to stay there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So when you think about building a business, I don't know, at least for me, I end up with sticky notes and I end up with magnets that have notes. I've got three whiteboards in my office that thankfully no one can see except for me. But they are covered with things to do, to-do lists, ideas, and it gets tough to take action. Yes. So how do you break out of that? It's so easy to get frozen there. You've got the ideas and you know the steps, but taking the next step is actually a lot harder than you thought it would be. It is, particularly when you're early days in building a business, you know, you're like, this seems like I should be doing that, but should I? Is this the best decision? Is this the you know best direction <laughs> to go in? And I always come back to because you know I work with small business owners mm-hmm. and medium-sized business owners, mm-hmm. and they are some of them are early days and some of them are further along, more seasoned. Mm-hmm. And I this is the first thing I always say. First of all, let's get to some foundational questions. <sighs> what is your life plan? <laughs> yes. Thank crazy. you. But it's, it's, it's like, you're right. So you see it, right? It's like, 
what's what's a life plan? What is the purpose, mission, vision? What are you what's your what are you about? Because sometimes people start a business because they have a particular skill set around something. They're really good at pie making or they're really good at um being an accountant or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Then you hand a little shingle out there and you say, you know, accountant. But oftentimes there's not a real sit down and questioning around what do I really want my life to look like? And then be able to look at the business vision and see if it fits into the life plan. That to me is the first step when I feel that people are feeling they like they're saying they're feeling like they're existing in chaos in their business. Mm -hmm. Once you kind of go there, what I have found is typically now, we don't change the life plan because a life plan comes from the within, the inner. Yes, you know, absolutely. The soul. You tweak the business vision. So yes. maybe you had an idea to do this business a year ago and you haven't really done any good work on what your life plan is. Pause a bit. Yep. Take a look and see what the, the life plan is. Mm-hmm. And then Go back into looking at the business vision that you created a year ago and then ask yourself, does this fit? Most times it can be a two millimeter shift. Yes. Change what the current business plan, business vision is Mm -hmm. in order to fit into your current life plan. But you would be so surprised. I know this sounds simple and easy and not like tactical. However, that exercise alone can get small business owners from chaos into clear vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know where I'm going. All this stuff over here, I'm not even paying attention to that because it's not going to get me where it is that I want it to go. There's so much wisdom in that. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard someone say, someone told me I'm good at this and I should open a business. Yes. And they start and then they realize, even if they manage to get it going, they realize, wow. This is not what I wanted. This is not my life. What happened to my life? Yes. Yes. And without having that foundation of looking at your life first, figuring out what you want, what your needs are now and in the future, Mm -hmm. because it has to serve both purposes, unless you just want to have a business for a year. And so it serves your now needs. Right, exactly. Right. But I don't know who wants to go through that energy. So really taking that step back and looking at your life first yes, and yes, knowing yes. that the business supports it, not your, your life supports your business. Exactly. And that is, that's the wisdom right there. Doctor. I'm going to call you Dr. Moore because I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the wisdom right there. And I, and it's difficult. It's not easy for people to, no. particularly if they've been, if they've put a lot of time and investment and energy and money and, and trying to convince spouse and all that stuff to, to do this. And then they left the job and the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's a scary question or statement to say, pause a bit, yep. look at the life plan, see if the business fits because there's a lot riding on it. And there's some fear around, I've made a mistake. It doesn't fit into my life plan. And it's gonna, you know, I've totally, you know, blown my life up. That's why it's so important to recognize that most times, now there are times when people have to make drastic changes, but right. most times it's a two millimeter shift in the direction of the business, how you run the business, maybe changing the product that you assert you're providing yes. in the business, even, you know, even in the way that you structured the business, maybe 
Um, maybe you originally were going to sort of, you know, have a brick and mortar and you're like, wait, maybe there's a way to make it so I can do an online person. And you never mm-hmm. really know, but, or maybe it, maybe you were doing it online, but you realize it's better to do a brick and mortar. You don't know <laughs> until you do the exercise. So that is one way that I think to drive, to, to take care of some chaos. Yeah. You know, there you go. I love that two millimeter shift because it's really, sometimes it might be even shifting who you serve slightly. It's just that little bit of a, and it feels big because Mm -hmm. it's scary to make the change. Right. But at the end of the day, you realize, wow, I went from a to a and a quarter. Right. Exactly. That. (laughs) It it really is still a, it's just a and a quarter. quarter. (laughs) So it doesn't have to be big right. to make a big difference in the trajectory and the profitability and the longevity of your business. Precisely. 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 Okay. So if I can get all of this in line, if I can make sure all of it, you know, that's a lot. <laughs> right. If I can get uh-huh, all the things, if I get all of the things lined up so that they truly serve my life and now I've got all of this stuff to do. How do you keep moving forward? I know shiny object syndrome takes over or you see, well, this person's making all of this, doing this thing. I should maybe shift a little bit and do that instead of what I was actually working on and making progress in. How do you stay away from that shiny object syndrome that's so big? It is so big. You know, I I often wonder like why so many entrepreneurs get distracted with the shiny object thing. And I I think maybe it's because there is a particular type of person that normally leans towards entrepreneurship. (laughs) That same person, I think. Leans towards shiny objects? (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, we all are victims to it. I think this goes back then to the business vision. Again, I know okay. this is such basic fundamental things. Oh, no, no. And you're like, well, why did I have this girl on this on the podcast? Because she's not giving me anything brilliant. It goes oh, yes, back you to are. business vision. So you already done the life plan. Mm-hmm. That's all done. Now, the business vision. And if you can have a business vision that, you know, it's sort of three parts. Okay. There's the big, you know, um, Jim Collins, who I'm not sure if he's from, love him love 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 him so jim collins is the one who coined the word BHAG, you know bold hairy audacious goal so you have your BHAG, and if you write it you you create your BHAG in a way that's it's so far into the future it's like if you can think of your business but you want to state it in the present Mm -hmm. But it's what you want your business to be into the future, like say 10, 15 years out. Yeah. You come up with a BHAG that excites you. I mean, if if it's meh, it's not a BHAG. It's not going to get you out of bed in the morning if it's not meh. getting you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> it's not getting you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so you want to create something that's so pulls you out of bed, like scares you a bit, kind mm-hmm. of a BHAG. And so you have that. Mm-hmm. Then you think about, okay, what are the values that I have that I want in the business? What are the things that I believe to be true? 
about the people that I serve, the customers that I serve, how I want to show up in the world. What are the values that you have in the business? So that's the second part of the business vision. Mm -hmm. And then you have the third part, which is sort of like the purpose. And that's where it's short and snippy. That I think is so important because that's what anchors you to it. So for instance, when I think about my business and what we talk, what we say in our in my team is we're in the business of helping businesses thrive. Yes. Period. I know so, exactly what you do then. I know exactly what you do. I remember exactly what it is that I do. Even better, when someone asks you, you can remember what to say. <laughs> and I, then I ask myself, all of the things like shiny object over here, you know, sparkly scroll over there, will doing that advance my desire and my plan and my purpose to be in the business of helping businesses thrive? If that cannot answer that question to the affirmative in a way that is on course, you just let it go. Mm -hmm. You just let it go because it's no longer an issue of, oh, there's something better over there. It's more like that's over there is distracting me the thing that I said I wanted to do over here. So being clear about it, the more you, you know, I have it on my phone. I have my BHAG, my purpose and my vision on the phone. Those three things is what it's part of the business. So those three entities is what creates your business vision. Mm -hmm. And it's what I, I read it every day because it's a part of the identity part of it as well. Like mm -hmm. who am I, who are you stepping into being? So I am the owner of, and then the BHAG, mm -hmm. the we are, you and your team say that. So that way it is an identity instilling mantra. And then the purpose, the short whippy one, I say that all the time as well, because I need to remind myself what it is we do. So that when I see, you know, I was watching on Instagram the other day and there's this wonderful couple that was in a uh, uh, small group with me in church about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. They launched out and did this fantastic sort of men's fashion um, brand Ooh. and they blew up on Instagram. That was before Instagram was, you know, now it's really difficult to do that, but yeah, blew up on Instagram. And then I just saw that the couple had, that was, I wasn't living in New York at the time, has now recently moved to LA. I was like, why are they moving to LA? Cause I haven't really spoken to them in a long time. Turns out he's acting and doing some fantastic things. And I'm like, well, look at this. This is so cool. And in my mind, of course, I'm thinking I could feel a little jelly. Because, you right. know, he's out there in LA. He had this great outfit on at one of the Grammys, <laughs> well, Grammy party. He had like one of those little Getty. You know how the Getty pictures are? Oh, like, yes. You're official when you got a Getty picture. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're I a big deal at that point. On the red carpet. And I'm like, glamorous life. And we would just spend Tuesdays in someone's apartment reading the Bible the other day. Happened. I could get a little jelly and then think, well, maybe I need to go to LA, find an agent and figure out how I'm going to, you know, yeah. get on somebody's red carpet. But no, that is not move me, moving me towards being in the business of helping businesses thrive. Yes. And I knew when I wrote that, I know the feeling I have when I write it. I know what I want it to be. And I know why I'm doing it. Mm 
-hmm. So just being clear about the business vision and making sure that you're creating something that is aligned fully and completely with you and it's exciting and it scares you and it kind of does a bit of thing, that alone will help you keep from comparing yourself to others because comparison is is, the enemy, right? Not going to (laughs) work. It stops you from comparing yourself to others. It also helps you from getting distracted when there's some new fandangles fancy tool that you can use or whatever. Yep. So a lot of things I heard in there just really strike a chord with me. They really resonate. The first one was that BHAG, the reminder to shoot so far in the future that there's no pressure to get it done in a year. Oh, right. You know, it's so far out there that it's really where you want to be and knowing that you just keep taking steps toward it. There's no judgment in the fact that it's 10 years out, 15 years out, even if it's five years out, fine. If that's all the further you can make yourself think right now, Mm -hmm. fine, fine. But making it so big that there isn't that pressure to do it today, which I think shuts down our creativity. If we put that pressure to have the big thing done, that's when we have that frozen moment. Yes. So pushing it far out. I love the concept of having your business values. I tell people this all the time. You know, you have your personal values. Why wouldn't you have business values? What do you want your business to be standing for? What do you want everyone to say? I know her. I know that person. I know that business. I know what they stand for. There's no doubt in my mind. And you know, it's it's a sensation, you know, (laughs) it's a feeling you know, when I first start, when I'm working with clients and like, if they are new to their business or been in, or maybe the, the chaos that's showing up in their business is maybe more around, um, not being clear about who they are uh-huh. and what the business is. Yep. I literally say, what do you want people to feel when they have interacted with your business? Mm-hmm. And what do you want people to say about you to others when they've interacted with your business? We all know the businesses that you can almost, I don't know, have you seen those little Instagram uh, reels where there people are mimicking what it would be like to go on a date with different yes. airlines? Yes. And it's, I actually really do love it. I have to admit, I, have to admit, I kind of love that stuff too, but shh, I don't spend time scrolling on, on social media. I don't know. I know right. <laughs> don't do that oh. at all. So, Never. but my thing is, we all know the feeling and everyone is like, can laugh about it because everyone knows what the feeling is when it's American Airlines or if it's Delta Airlines, or you can sense the values of the company based on the feeling you have with that company. It's like, you know, those funny ones are talking about, oh yeah, you know, I went, I went to Walmart and I couldn't find the thing. So now I'm coming back and they're redressing to go to Target because there's a different vibe, right? It's like everyone knows the values of that particular company based on how they feel. You don't even have to, you don't have to like paint it in your office door wall and everyone walks into your office and oh, there's your values. But it's, it's how you operate, how you want people to feel in, in it and how you treat people. And that's really just it. And it, and when that's in alignment, when it, when it's at the front and center, it comes through in everything you do, because you are not going to put out an inauthentic email or post or something that's not in alignment, which is yeah. what kind of scares customers. 
they they sense that misalignment and they go, ooh, if this is misaligned, what else is not what working? Else, yes. And yes. they get nervous. So mm-hmm. those values, making sure they're really clear in your mind so that you have the opportunity to put them front and center exactly. without any questions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You fit on the head there, Dr. Mora. <laughs> yep. And then there's that purpose. Oh my gosh. Being able to say that simply and always having an answer. What do you do? Oh, well, I help businesses thrive. You know, you can say that so simply. Yes. And they go, oh, I know what you do then. I know what you do. I know what you do. (laughs) And it helps you anchor. It's your anchor when you're kind of drifting a bit out. You know, like when you're on the beach, it's so weird when you're on the beach and you're in the water and you think that you're in the same spot. And then you'd look around and you're like, what? my towel is all the way over yonder. How did this happen? How did, it just slowly shifts you. But your purpose anchors you to what it is that you do so that even if you go a couple of kilometers this way, you're going to always come back this way because you're anchored into what you do. And the, and, and the more you are in business, the more you exercise this muscle, mm-hmm. the the more, the like the less time you spend trying to decide if you should go after the shiny object yeah. and the and the, the more time you like the less you're collapsing time basically mm-hmm. early days you might take a couple days or a month or you might actually go down the road and then have to come back and realize oh well that's not what I do yep. but as you exercise the muscle be clear about who you are what your business is what it is that you do you're less likely to even get distracted by the shiny object. I mean, I get so many emails in my inbox every day with some other marketer, yes. something or another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, early days when I started this long time ago, I was like, you know, oh, maybe I should do this. There was a time when there was like a big thing, in, like this one company, they thought they were going to like blow up the world when if you decided to do like online magazines. And, you know, it was, it was going to be the thing, girl. So, I mean... <laughs> And I, you know, I, I put money in the thing. I was like the training yep. and then the, the thing. And they were like, it's going to be the next thing. And I, I went down that road for about six months, you know, thinking about what magazine was going to be and blah, 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 blah. Eventually I was like, yeah, this is not really my thing. I'm not really interested in it, but I was cleaning out my inbox the other day. And I, you know, I, I keep, I keep emails for a very long time. I'm not. Gonna That's okay. It. I think I have over 8,000 unread emails in one of my email boxes. We're not going to count all of them. We'll just count one. Yeah, literally again, I don't even open emails that I don't think that aren't on your path. Right. That aren't on the path. But yeah, I was cleaning up the inbox and there was that email with the, you know, with the, all the emails from the, from the company that was like, mm-hmm. you know, telling me I was going to, you know, entrepreneurs, if you miss this trend, it was going to be awful. Cause you're going to yep. like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think anyone reads these online magazines. I don't even think it became a thing, <laughs> but it was a shiny object for me. And I spent a couple months and some money putting it in. But now today as a more mature mm-hmm. business owner, y- 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 that just wouldn't happen. So I feel the same way. And when I started, I was shiny object. I I love shiny objects. <laughs> I'll be honest. I do. And in early Lucky days. Sequence on there is probably. Mm, the, yes. The shinier, the better. Yes. <laughs> I would choose them all. Yeah. And I quickly realized, thank goodness, that 
it was pulling my attention away from the path that I wanted to be on. And so now we have a very, I'm super lucky. My husband supports everything that I do. And we have a really great dialogue when these shiny objects come up because he knows I like them. And I also know that I need to dialogue with someone. Right. (laughs) So we sit down and we talk about what are the pros, the cons, what will it actually add to my path and what will it detract from my path? And if those detractions are bigger than what they will add, I don't even feel the moment of pull. That is so wise. And if it adds, then I seriously consider it. And I determine, is it right right now? Or is it right in six months or a year? And I add it to a list that I keep of things that I know will actually benefit me, but they aren't for right now. Right, 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 right. And you know, to, to... to keep us from, particularly those of us who really are into, you know, because it's, it's a difference with, it's a difference between shiny objects and investing in your company in a way that's providing, that's creating innovation and optimization. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, you know, I've got these, you know, eight things that I think are really important for business owners to sort of be thinking about. One of them is perpetual innovation and optimization. However, it's not about just saying, oh, this is, you know, this is innovative. So let me run against it. It's actually creating systems in your business and where you are perpetually, like it's a part of the way that you run your business. Yes. Looking and seeing what makes, what would make this innovative and mm-hmm. then what, what are the things that we can do to optimize? Mm-hmm. So in the sense of behaviors that you are doing in the business that promote innovation, mm-hmm. the behaviors that you're doing in the business that promote optimization. So it's an internal outward decision-making around whether or not you need to bring in additional team members, additional tools, additional resources in order for your business to be, to continue to be, to remain competitive. It's not someone walking down the street and saying, Hey, you look, you know, look at this great thing. You know, it's you saying right now, if we want to remain competitive and innovative in this area of the business, then we're going to need to bring in a couple things. Let's think about what those things are. Once you've decided what you think those things are, start researching in that vein. So then it becomes you pulling in versus Mm -hmm. you being pulled. Mm-hmm. By the 8,000 emails you get in your inbox that tell you, you have to have this right now, you're going to miss out. Exactly. Making sure that you're doing it from that right standpoint. Absolutely. I love it. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so many things, Carrie Ann. This is fantastic. I cannot believe all of the wisdom that you have shared. And, oh my gosh. Thank you. I, I'm loving this conversation because I'm like, when. You told me you have how many thousands of unread emails? I'm like, praise the Lord. Okay. It's not just you. (laughs) And I will never open them. They will never be open. No. No. I know which ones to slide right by. And here's what I do with them. Actually, I'll open some of them Mm -hmm. so that I can learn what they're doing. Because I love the psychology behind the marketing Mm -hmm. and the messaging to it. Because I think signing up for that stuff is fine as long as you don't get pulled in by it. But then learning, because if you are looking at an email from a multi-million dollar business whom you do share some values and ideals with, 
then learning from them is a good thing. Doesn't cost you anything, but a couple of minutes, which time is money. I mean, we do Mm -hmm. have to be careful there, Mm -hmm. but learning from those, using them as opportunities to learn versus opportunities to hand your card over. Exactly. And that's what makes, that's what shifts you from being a consumer or someone that has just hung up a shingle on the door to being a business owner and someone who has an entity called a business outside themselves, which they're investing in. So it shifts the power, the power structure. You are no longer the one receiving per se. You're the one acting out upon and there's a different posture there. And you mm-hmm. owned yourself a bit more. To be frank with you, I was, um, I'm not sure with Frank Kern. He's a, you know, old school marketer. Mm-hmm. Been around yep. the game. He's like, he's like the granddaddy of the marketing world. Yes. The marketing world. And I was in a, a, a program with Frank Kern because I was wanting to explore, because when he's like big guru on marketing generally, but um, he does a lot of work on Facebook ads. And I was like, if I'm going to go into Facebook ads, this was a couple of years ago, I wanted to be taught by the best. So yep. I, um, he has a community. Um, and so okay. I, I was a part of his community for about a year. And I mean, he, it was such a great community because he's our, you know, here are some real sharp marketing people and you got a chance to have access to sort of, you know, copywriters and all that kind of stuff. And when, he, and, and his, his recommendation was, to sign up for all all of your all your competitors' um, emails, mm-hmm. and even those in other industries, but do it with a different email address, so that you can have you know have it somewhere else where when it's time for you to do some learnings, you go to that email inbox mm-hmm. and you start looking and seeing. Okay, this is what's happening. This is the trending. Blah blah blah. This is how it made me open this up. Look at the look at the headline. So again, it goes back to your point around learning from what's happening in the industry and being competitive. At the same time, you are controlling how you're consuming this. You're using it not as a consumer or just you know a, a person who has a side gig, but you're owning your business, even if it's just you. Yep. You're owning a business entity, and you're doing market research. And that's the difference. You are a business owner. It is not you trying to do something in your home office that's really your converted guest bedroom. Yes. You know, it you're being a business owner, even if that's still where your office is, the converted guest bedroom. You're you're a business owner and it takes on a whole different meaning to the point that I'll even set a timer when I go through those kinds of emails so that Mm -hmm. I don't get sucked in and I know that I'm spending my time wisely. Excellent. Timers are our friends. They are. So many entrepreneurs and business owners have limited time to do things. Yes. I mean, I homeschool. I also have college classes I teach. Oh, well, look so at I you. have to be super organized with my yes. time. Yes. Oh, and sure. timers are my friend. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's that's the thing. It's like when you start thinking about how you are investing your resource, again, it, it's, it's, you know, I think it was Jay Abraham. This is like a business is like a hedge fund. And the business owners are the investors. And so we are investing in the hedge fund uh, we call our business. Now, what are we investing in? We're not, what are we investing? We're investing our time Mm -hmm. and we're investing our money and we're investing our energy. Mm -hmm. So 
if you, you know, if you are only doing your budgeting, but you're investing it and you're budgeting only your money, you're missing out on the time and the energy part. You're investing your time and not paying attention to the money, you're lopsided. So it's about looking at all of the things that you are investing in this thing called, you know, Big Idea Inc. And making a decision around what what makes sense to invest. And always think about investing exponentially, investing in ways where you can leverage. So the uh, a small amount of investing so that uh, whatever it is you're investing that you can leverage a bigger return. Mm-hmm. So if it's time- Just like then, you want for your retirement funds. Just like you want- for You your want to put in as little as possible and get the biggest return. The same is true in your business. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You are not going to win any awards for working 80 hours when you could have worked 20 and gotten the same return. Exactly. And you know, the thing is, I I think there's this weird culture, you know, this sort of, I guess maybe it's like the hustle culture is kind of dying down a bit, but it is this weird culture. This is what happens when you own a business. You got to, you know, toughen it up and do the thing. And I'm like, that is not fun. Yeah. No part of the, like, that sounds cool in the beginning, maybe. But when it's time where this is your business, again, it's not a hobby. No. <laughs> And there are seasons where it's harder. There are yes. But this is like what you want to build is something that you can be able to eventually walk away from. Mm -hmm. You know, so a large part, you know, when I tell people, okay, are you how are you? What is your exit strategy out of your business? They're like, well, I just started it. Well, you then you know it's too late. You need to hurry up and get this exit strategy going because. If you know what you plan to do to exit out of the business, mm-hmm. you build it differently. You don't build yeah. it that requires you to be in it all the time. Correct. You build it in a way that it's an entity outside of yourself and you can create some standard operating procedures, some systems, any of those types of things that will allow for you to be able to hands off if you wanted to. Yep. If you wanted to sell it in a few yes. years, you could sell it because it isn't reliant upon you. Or if you wanted to retire or you wanted to take a few years, travel the world, or do something where you're not there all the time. It or gives you, you that pass freedom. it on to your kids. Yes. You still have, just because you want to pass on the kids doesn't mean that you still need to have an exit plan because you actually do because you need to be able to have insurance policies so that you can have the money to be able to for them to buy you out, for you to have insurance, I mean, retirement money, and then for the company to still exist without you pulling any of the capital mm-hmm. out of it. So regardless of how you plan to exit. You have to have an exit strategy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I agree. Oh, Carrie Ann, thank you for all of these wonderful things you've shared with me today and all of our listeners. Honestly, thinking about calming that chaos by starting with your life vision first and building your business to suit that life vision from having your BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal to get thinking further out to forming and holding true to your business values so that everything you're doing is in alignment. Because let's face it, it's a whole lot more fun when things are in alignment than when they aren't. And business should be fun. It's not always easy, but it should at the end of the day be fun. That And that actually is one of my values. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. You are not going into the risk of owning your own business to dread it and think it's awful. Exactly. 
not want to roll out of bed because you're thinking of the to-do list that is just weighing you down in a negative way. That's not why we got into business. No, it's not. It sure isn't. No. And having that purpose super clear front and center so that when the squirrel moments happen, you know where your path is. You can get back on the path faster or never even leave the path. You can turn, look at it and say, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going down my path right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. All of these things are golden nuggets of wisdom that I cannot wait to keep soaking up. I know I'm going to think of more and more things and ways these apply even (laughs) in my own life and business. And I know all of our listeners are the same. So tell me, how are we going to stay connected with you? Absolutely. So if for some reason, some one of your, you know, if, if you felt that you are experiencing some chaos in the business and there it's showing up in ways that you just can't even, you know, you've done the exercise, you've sort of, you know, done the what's my life plan and you have a business vision, but you're feeling like there's still a lot of chaos. I have a book on my website. It's called The Eight True Culprits that are causing chaos in your business. And basically what it does is, because my philosophy and based on my years of experience is that there are what we call chaos, but it's actually symptoms of chaos Mm -hmm. because there's underneath that some foundational things that are causing chaos. Most people talk about the symptoms of chaos as if those are that, that like those are the chaos, Mm -hmm. but they're not. It's the symptoms of chaos. So the book talks about what are the eight true causes of chaos and it helps you identify if these things are showing up in your business and it gives you some strategies on how to fix them. So oh. the name the, you can hit the website at www.nobusinesschaos.com. That's so simple. No, nobusinesschaos.com because chaos is the enemy of business. Right? It is. So, nobusinesschaos.com. It's free. You just put in your email address and you'll you'll get it downloaded. And really take a time to look through that if you feel like you can, it can be helpful. And of course, if you guys are on LinkedIn, come and find me. I'd love to connect and, um, you know, continue the connections because that's really what business is about. I think that's actually one of the most fun parts Thank about you. business is meeting people like yes. you and connecting in real meaningful ways. And even though we are virtual right now, for those of you listening, we have Zoom running, we're seeing each other. It's still a connection. It's still a conversation that is powerful. It's so meaningful to actually connect. And I think that's one of the things that catapults your business is to be able to create connections. Yes. And those meaningful dialogues, the conversations that maybe include the fact that you have 8,000 emails unread in your inbox. Well, I no longer feel shame. (laughs) I'm glad. Because, you know, Brene Brown always says, you know, the, the anecdote to shame is me too. So me if you too. can have someone to say, I'm with you, girl. Yep. <laughs> 100% all the way. <laughs> so guess what, guys? If you're having chaos in your business, everyone has experienced it at some, at some point. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only thing I think that we're both trying to say is don't let it stay around. Yep. <laughs> Don't accept it as a part of business that has to be a part of your business because it doesn't have to be. You can say goodbye to chaos and show at the door and say, you're not welcome to return. I have got myself in order. I do not need you. Thank you. Please leave. Please leave. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you bag. so much. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Here's the goodie bag. Don't come back. Just no done. Come back. <laughs> All done. Thank you. <laughs> Carrie Ann, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've offered to all of our listeners. And I can tell that your clients, the people who work with you and trust you day in and day out are so incredibly lucky to have you on their side, have those insights and you whispering in their ear, telling them how to take that next step forward in a way that's going to increase their income, increase that sustainability of their business, and just help them build a business that thrives and one that they love. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Mora. Thank you very much. What a joy. Wasn't that such an amazing conversation with Carrie Ann? She shared with us a few key factors that really will make such a big difference in how you think about your business, how you run your business. Everything from having a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal, to making sure that you have your life vision in place so that your business vision supports it, to knowing what your business values are, and being able to state your purpose in one short sentence so that you can remind yourself and everyone you encounter of what that purpose is so that you can live that purpose. For your action item, what I would like you to do is start thinking about your life vision. Go back to that activity that Carrie Ann shared at the very beginning of this episode and spend some time thinking about what you want in your life, what you want from your life, what you want your business to bring to your life, because that is how you can build a business that will support your life rather than your life trying to support your business. Okay, I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. But here's the thing. I would love to know before you do that, before you come back next week, can you pop down into the review section and give it a few stars, as many as you deem worthy, and leave me a little bit of a review. This helps me know what guests really resonate with you, what topics really resonate, so that I can keep providing more of that and be of service to you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Okay, so like I was saying, I'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast, where we focus on mentoring, community, and implementation to remove the overwhelm of building your successful and profitable business and add in a dose of momentum. Until next time, have a healthy, safe, and happy week.